It's time for the second half of Main Street Sports today. Coming up, we'll joined, be joined by Wes Rucker, 24-7 Sports, talking a little college baseball and other fun topics from East Tennessee. Also, wild and wacky Wednesday still to come. And it is, of course, as always, our daily Brave segment that's coming up next. Here's the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? It feels like we were just here. No no halftime today. My halftime was going to be that Todd and Julie Chrisley are uh, on house arrest. Yeah. Not they were a good, both not found a good guilty, deal. right? And uh, so they're awaiting sentencing? Is that the which situation? Is, which, which is set for August. I'm sorry, October. So oh. they'll be on house arrest until October. Oh, wow. <laughs> so much for what? What's the word? Swift. Swift and whatever. Swift justice? I don't know. Yeah, Is that what you're thinking about? Complete? Swift and speedy or yeah, something? Yeah. yeah. Trials? They could face up to 30 years. Yeah. I'll, I don't I, think they're going to get that, but. I, I, yeah. I think no. uh, what I heard this morning, something like uh, at least five years, maybe. Really? I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe to serve at 20%, which would be one. Yeah. And then who suspend knows? the rest. But who knows? Uh, I, I don't I don't see yeah I don't see them in and it's federal prison too most of those places are freaking country clubs so <laughs> it's all relative <laughs> well, I'm not trying to go to any of them yeah. myself but you know I'm just saying you still can't go anywhere yeah well they can't go anywhere now either they're just in their house so. that's that's better than I guess white jumpsuits. That's that's better than the alternative, but uh, yeah, they made their bed, I suppose, right? <laughs> I guess time to lie down. Um, the Atlanta Braves have won six games in a row. That's two winning streaks put together. Hey, and I find it interesting that throughout this winning streak. The backside of the pitching staff has just been sensational. And last night, Kyle Wright, if you pretend the first three batters don't exist, and he was about as good as you can ask for from anybody, much less a guy who who had he given up three singles to start the game and two runs would have just imploded two years ago yeah this guy he's he's a professional i have been so impressed and maybe last night was his coming out party even if it was against the athletics just like you said given the way the game started he's he's down two nothing before the braves even pick up a bat and he doesn't give up anything else I don't know if anybody else even reached second base on him. It was, I mean, truly a masterful masterful performance. And anchor down. <laughs> no doubt. I, I was just getting ready to say, I mean, this had to be um, surely someone in Vanderbilt baseball was kind of videoing this thing and, and getting ready to show it out on the recruiting trail because you had three ex-Commodores in the starting lineup for those two teams with 
you know, Tony Kemp, Kyle Wright, and Dansby Swanson. I mean, not that anybody doesn't know, but still, just just to see it, that's that's pretty. It's got to be pretty impactful, I would think. The impact of of Vanderbilt on the professional game over the last decade has been incredible. And a lot of it was on display last night. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, a couple of times Dansby Swanson hit the ball hard, just right at some folks. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you saw Ronald Acuna Jr. do Ronald Acuna Jr. things, <laughs> lead off home run, uh, hits another one. In his next at bat, hit to lead off that inning. Had hit three home runs and three at bats <laughs> at one time, and then of course you know Guillermo Heredia, of course, winning the game with a solo shot of his own. I mean, when he hit a- it, after he was not in the starting lineup no. to start, um, Adam Duvall with some what bicep soreness or. What it was uh, whatever it was, it must be gone because he's, he's back in the lineup today. Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, and that ball was crushed as well. Yeah, I mean, he knew it when he. I mean, he walked to first base mm-hmm. with the bat in his hand. I mean, he he knew it was gone. Well, it was just a matter of fair or foul. Did I he guess. keep it fair? Did... <laughs> wow. Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> did he keep it fair? Yes, he did. He did. Yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> So, so I, now, so now we're trying to build on six. Which, Lucky number seven tonight. We'll see. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. in right field, leading off. Dansby hitting second, shortstop. Riley at third. Olson, who, uh, you know, against his former team, is probably trying to show out a little bit. Christian Pache probably trying to show out a little bit. Uh, and did so in center field, but then he was up upstaged by Michael Harris the second, who made one of the best plays I've ever seen in an outfield. Yeah, that was a nice running catch that he made in right center. Yeah, um, what's the rest of that lineup? Uh, Ozzy Albies will hit fifth. Who, you know, I guess he. I guess this is this is Brian Snickers' AAA style because he's really trying to get Ozzy to just to to find his groove in that five hole. And just let him be there. And that's okay because Ozzy's going to find it. Mm-hmm. And when he does, it's going to be scary for a lot of folks. Uh, you'll have Contreras again behind the plate. So I don't know what's up, if anything, with Travis Darnot, but I guess it's just the bat hmm. of Contreras is, you know. And then Ozuna will hit seventh, Duvall eighth. And so Duvall uh, is DHing? No. Ozuna is DHing, Duvall's in left. Oh, Duvall. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm and then Harris will be in center hitting ninth. So. All right. Um, they've announced the starting rotation for the Pirates series as well. So it'll be Freed. Strider gets another start on Friday. Morton and Wright. So, so Freed, Strider. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Tell us about this day in Braves history. June 8th, 1978, Bob Horner, the reigning college player of the year out of Arizona State, is the first overall pick in the MLB draft by the Braves. Eight days later, he will make his Major League debut, becoming the first number one pick to go straight to the majors. Worked out pretty well. Horner wound up hitting 266 with 23 homers and 63 RBIs in 89 games, earning NL Rookie of the Year honors. 
panned out. Panned out quick. Yeah, Bob was the man. No doubt. Bob was the man. So. All right, we'll uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk to Wes Rucker, 24-7 Sports. So stick around. Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Young, Mo Patton, along with J.P. Plant on the controls. Glad to have you guys with us here on this Wednesday. Looking forward to this next uh, segment. Before we get into it, since we're talking a little college baseball, Memphis has hired a new baseball coach after the retirement of long-time uh, Tigers head man. Um, and I don't know his first name. Darren Schoenrock. That's it. I couldn't remember. I was like, what is his first name? Uh, Carrick Jackson, formerly of the MLB Draft League. Great words from Morgan Sword, who was the Major League Baseball Executive Vice President of Baseball Operations. Dana Brown, Braves Vice President of Scouting. Had some great things to say. Ben Charrington, Pittsburgh Pirates GM, Harold Reynolds, uh, obviously of MLB All-Star and uh, Network Analyst fame, and former 
boss, current Tennessee head coach Tony Vitello, who said, while I realize he is being hired to be the baseball coach, I think it's a safe bet those values he instills and the way he goes about it will affect the entire university and even the community. For someone who has fallen in love with the state of Tennessee, I couldn't be more excited to see the caliber of coach and person that has been added to West Tennessee. So, pretty great stuff there from Tony Valls. Pretty great stuff for Memphis. That's a, that's a pretty great, pretty big hire coming out of Southern. So, looking forward to seeing what he's able to do out in uh, West Tennessee, East Arkansas, North Mississippi. They went from nine wins in 2018 to 32 wins in three years later with a conference championship and a um, NCAA tournament berth. So he Southern, yeah. So it's pretty darn good. Gets it done in a hurry, apparently. <laughs> so yes, and and there's a kid. Grace Christian's got a kid, an outfielder who is committed. Jordan Carter is committed to Memphis. So. Um, I guess he signed, so should be fun. Um, this area tends to send a few kids that way. I think there might be a kid at Good Pasture as well that's going to Memphis. So looking forward to see how that goes. But also looking forward to this weekend at another Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Same Lindsey Nelson, different, different stadium. stadium. Absolutely <laughs> different locale as. The national number one seed Tennessee Volunteers get set to take on um, Notre Dame in a super regional. And again, we are being joined by Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports. We had hoped to get Wes on on Monday, but oh, I'm just going to read you this this text string. Um, reached out to Wes a little bit before the show and asked him if he was still good for 2-15. And that was a little, a little bit before the show. And so when we didn't hear back from him, we kind of panicked and we reached out to Chris Lee, who we did have, but, um, Wes came back to us and said, um, Oh yeah, I'm fine. Was rocking Hank when you texted and called. And <laughs> I read this Wes to my co-host who, when I said was rocking Hank when you texted and called, for the next hour and a half throughout our show, Wes, I, I thought I thought you just had Hank Jr. cranked to eleven, and you were singing family tradition before we texted you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I probably got cousins all over the southeastern United States that, that might have been doing that at the same time. But uh, <laughs> for me, no, I was actually uh, rocking. The, uh, the ornery five month old to to sleep and uh, today I had to uh, go get fitted for a suit for my brother's wedding with a angry five month old in tow. So I don't recommend doing that either. That's a that's a whew, that's a disaster. Well, congratulations <laughs> to your brother and and if he needs I'm, a DJ, I know a guy. And 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 I'm glad that you were rocking your I son. Can, I can rock Hank <laughs> at your at your brother's wedding I, as the DJ if you need to. I'm, I'm glad you were rocking well, your I'm son. Yes, yes, that's. <laughs> I I swear, Wes. I thought I thought you were, you know, just Hank. Why do you drink? <laughs> and you just I mean, missed. The... I'm not gonna say I've never done it before in my life. <laughs> but, uh... but you weren't Monday afternoon. Yeah, um, not to the best of my knowledge. No, that would not be a get your child to sleep song. Probably. No, I don't think so. 
Wes, the one reason that I wanted to get you on this week to talk about UT baseball was specifically <laughs> was to specifically talk about Tennessee catcher Evan Russell and the irresponsible comments that were made by an ESPN commentator on Friday night regarding his inavailability for the first two games. Yeah, that was well, Mo. That was that was quite a quite a day there. Um, and, and you know, it, it's the the best lesson that, that can be learned through this, uh, of course, is you know to to be to be responsible if you're a journalist. That should go without saying. Unfortunately, it doesn't. But it should go without saying. Um, but beyond that, it's just knowing that you never know what someone else is carrying. You never know what's going on in someone's life. You, you, you know, someone like we had talked to Evan Russell on Thursday. Right after practice, he he was peachy. He was fired up, talking about the the regional and everything. But here's a young man who has some you know anxiety, stress issues, and just Friday was just just not a good day. And it it alarmed a lot of people in the program, obviously. And um, you know I, I don't think Tennessee handled it the best way. And what I mean by that is when when you say before the game, hey, uh, by the way, you probably seen Evans not here. Uh, only Tony's going to talk about that, and it's going to be after the game. That gives everybody in the country like four hours or five hours to start spreading Speculate. rumors. And that's exactly what's going to happen. And and I think um, when you have a Tennessee baseball team that people just do not like, right? You're either in orange or you hate these guys. That's just how it is. They've built that persona from the top down. That's who they are. They don't apologize for it. But when you do that um, and you put up numbers like they have, you're going to have accusations. They've been following this team all year long. Either they're cooking the bats, they're they're juicing. I mean, we're conditioned to think that any time a home run record in baseball goes away, that it's probably something wrong that went into that, right? I mean, that's just kind of how we are these days. And people don't like the Tennessee team. They, they kind of <laughs> treat them like, you know, UNLV basketball back in the day or like Miami football in the 80s. They, you know, the Fab Five in some ways, they, they just don't like these guys and, and so that started the whole thing and uh, you know that Troy Eklund had, had been playing had played baseball at Arkansas and he covers a lot of those Arkansas games for at ESPN so you know he's talking to people in a program who absolutely hate Tennessee uh, for different reasons and you know one thing leads to another and that's what you get it's just it's unfortunate um, because I don't think Tennessee handled it great to be honest with you but I don't think that excuses what happened because that should never happen. I'll agree with that. I was just amazed at, the, like I said, the the irresponsibility and and really the the lack of consequence. I I tweeted Saturday morning that surely this guy can't has to be pulled off the broadcast for the rest of the weekend at the least. I mean, he apologized and then life went on, and that that just seems to me like there should have been more repercussions for that than that. Could have been, yeah. I mean, I mean, Mo, and the reason why I, I put out a, I, I put out a tweet Friday night. I said, guys, I don't know what to tell you. Tony's, Tony Vitello's post game press conference does not match the level of concern and awkwardness people have had all day long. And I stand by that because it's the truth. It was what was happening. But the the reason I said that was there were a lot of people. Like there were even a couple of people who are Evan Russell's friends who were trying to get a hold of me, asking me if I thought he was okay. So there, there was there, there, there's some stuff there, right? Like there, you never know. Someone can be in the public eye, and when you're in the public eye, you lose a tiny bit of your right to privacy, and that's just how it goes. 
But that does not give people license to say things that are fundamentally not true. And there are people I know who work at ESPN who were furious about this, absolutely furious and embarrassed and angry. And you're right. I mean, legally, I'm sure they handled the thing the way that they have a playbook for these kinds of things. And I'm sure they, they went down that playbook. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the him just apologizing and moving on seems that I don't like to turn on fellow media, but I don't think that's right. Oh, it, it, well, here's be. the thing, though, Wes. I mean, for the rest of us to maintain our credibility, you you have to call that type thing out when it's out there. Absolutely, you do, because there there are a lot, you know, and, and a lot of people think that, you know, that, that police officer or, or the, that, that media people are, are in a sense like, you know, police officers who will always defend their own no matter what. And there is a tiny element of truth to that or else it wouldn't be kind of one of those old wives tales you know there's kind of a cliche for a reason you know the media people tend to protect media people it's just how it is but i've always been uh, of the belief that if you are going to do something that makes that casts a negative light on what i do Mm -hmm. well then you've 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 lost that privilege for me i'm not defending you because you're making me look like an a-hole Absolutely. And I don't appreciate that. There, there may have been some repercussions that we aren't aware of uh, on the backside. Did sure, he not, not work the rest of the weekend? I, I'm saying that he, he may have been scheduled to work a super regional and now he's not getting able, going to be able to or whatever that we don't know about. And that's, that's a, you know, that's an issue for ESPN. Maybe they didn't have anybody else that could get out there. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that there may be some, long-term repercussions for him on the backside, but we don't know about him. And I'm not sure that that really takes care of the issue. If we don't know about the repercussions, do they exist? There's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the punishment has to sort of fit the crime. And that doesn't mean that, you know, you take someone and, and you remove their entire career, right? I mean, everything can be a teachable moment, but when you think of what that, what he said and the repercussions of that, and the fact that so many people who wanted to believe things like that will now believe them, even if there's zero concrete evidence for that, these people will still believe that. So, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, someone reading an apology like a hostage letter off camera and then putting out a tweet saying, I'm really sorry. I, I, I just don't <laughs> know that, that that fully makes up for the harm caused by that. I mean, you're talking about a potential lawsuit down the road. I mean, you're, you're, you're talking about a lot of things at play there. And, and I just, you know, I hate it because people who know Evan Russell would tell you that he's not a saint. None of these, most of these guys are not saints. I'm not no, saint, no. but that's a good kid. You're talking about a kid who is a first team academic all American. He's already got two degrees. He's got a 4.0 in grad school. I mean, he, he's never, so far as I know, had any legal issues whatsoever, um, this has been, you know, not that anyone would deserve it, but especially someone like that likely doesn't deserve that. So yeah, it's, it's really, really unfortunate, but, but I'll say this, I, I do think there's a chance that it, that it takes, um, a Tennessee baseball team that was already pretty angry and angers it even more. And that might make it tough for a lot of other people in the country to beat them. Poor Notre Dame. Starting with Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, we are speaking with Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports here on Main Street Sports today. And the one other thing that I wanted to get out before we actually take a look at Tennessee-Notre Dame this weekend is, you know, we've seen a lot of, or we are seeing more mental health issues in collegiate athletics here over the last 
while with everything else that's going on. And I just think that we as the media probably need to be a little bit more aware of that type thing. And maybe the next time something like this comes up, somebody doesn't speak out of orifices other than their mouths to address it. Yes, I mean, absolutely. And and there are lessons that go back a long time with this. And, and now, especially with social media, these kids have nowhere to hide. It's not like the old days where they can go go home, go to their dorm room, turn off the radio, turn off the TV and get away from it. Like their phones are buzzing all the time now. And, and it, it's impossible to avoid all this stuff nowadays. Even if you wanted to, you couldn't because if you turned off your phone, not everybody else around you is going to turn off their phone. And this stuff is going to be out there. And, and I still say to this day, the best decision that I ever made as a sports writer was years ago not writing a story that said Chris Lofton had failed a drug test because I knew something was weird about that, and I had heard that he failed a drug test, and I was like, I, I don't know what's going on there. That's weird. I wouldn't have picked him to do that, and the reason he failed it is because of his cancer, and and that whole story came out later, and, and you know how I would have been persona non grata. If I had written a story at the time that says Chris Lofton fails a drug test, and then it comes out that he failed it because it's a trigger because he had cancer, mm. and, and and so so you never know exactly what you're what what's going on these days. But there's such a pressure to be first, there's such a pressure to be out there. It, it is infinitely more important. It, it, it's not even close. You need to be right before mm. you're first. You need to be right about this. And when you're talking about We've a said player's that so many mental times. health on top of it. You know, a player's mental health, you know, it is what these kids go through, the pressure on them. Now, they choose to put themselves in this situation, right? They do. They choose to put themselves in the situation. So that that is what it is. But these are also, I would argue, kids. The law says they're not BS. They're kids. And I think that people need to be careful how they talk about some of these guys because, in fact, they are kids. Wes Rucker, 24-7 Sports, with us on Main Street Sports today. Um, clearly, we are running up against a break, but do want to get your thoughts, Wes, on this three-game series against Notre Dame or this best of three Super Regional against Notre Dame um, coming out of the Statesboro Regional where they had to go down there and deal with Georgia Tech and – I'm sorry, with Georgia Southern and Texas Tech? Is that right? Yes. 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 And, that is right. Yeah, and yeah, there, Mo, there might not be, there might be a small list of teams in the country that have the experience and they can keep their cool and could go to a place like Lindsey Nelson and win a series against this Tennessee team. Notre Dame might be one of those teams. Um, I thought Notre Dame was going to be a regional host. A lot of people thought it was a slam dunk. I didn't think it was a slam dunk, but I thought Notre Dame would host. It did not. Um, this is a team. Remember, last year Mississippi State wins the national championship. Mississippi State survived by the by the skin of its teeth in a super regional against Notre Dame at home. This Notre Dame team went to Duty Noble last year and almost beat Mississippi State, a really good Mississippi State team, the national champions, and almost prevented them from going to Omaha. This team is good. It has a couple of really good pitchers. Uh, it's got some older guys. Um, they they can keep, I think, keep their cool, which is really, really hard to do in that hornet's nest that Lindsey Nelson Stadium has become these days uh, against a really intimidating, really physical Tennessee team and a very loud crowd that's going to make things a problem for you from the time you take BP until the final out's recorded. Um, but it should be a pretty good series. It should be uh, – I don't think Notre Dame is just going to walk in there and collapse. I, I might have to regret that 
Uh, I think Tennessee wins the series, um, but it doesn't surprise me if it goes to three. And I think Notre Dame's not just going to go in there and get its clock cleaned. Yeah. I, I just I think too much of that program. I don't think it's going to happen. And and Tennessee emerged out of their regional, but you know the Campbell game on Saturday, obviously the Georgia Tech game on Sunday night. They they got pushed. I mean, is there any concern about UT right now? Uh, I I wouldn't think so, Mo. And I'll tell you the reason why is because you know. If you look at the offensive numbers, last last week had three of the top eight or so offenses in college baseball in, in Tennessee, Campbell, and um, and Georgia Tech. I mean, those are three relentless the, lineups. The NCAA did Tennessee zero favors in this tournament. Oh, yeah, and, and, and why would they? I told you, if you're not in orange, you don't like this team. That's just how it is. <laughs> Um, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I do Connect know this: the they put a they, they put a bunch of home run hitting teams in that Knoxville regional um, because that was going to be exciting. There were more 2022 first round draft picks in Knoxville than any other regional last weekend, and, and I think you could have a half dozen or more just from this draft, and then more from future drafts. Um, there's some really, really, really good players in that regional. Uh, Notre Dame's a good team. But, like, Campbell was top 10 nationally in home runs and stolen bases, which you, like, never see. Um, and Georgia Tech had one of the few offenses that was almost as good as Tennessee's. So Notre Dame is not like that, but it is a good veteran baseball team. It plays very good defense. It's got some older guys on that team. It's got a couple of good pitchers. Um, you know, there's always pressure. If you play for Notre Dame in any sport, you got a lot of pressure on you. I don't care if you're running cross-country for Notre Dame. That is pressure. And, and so these guys have, have, have lived through that. They got close last year. They want to get to Omaha just like Tennessee does. Tennessee doesn't have a, you know, a, a, a predestiny thing. They were not ordained from birth as, with a birthright to go to Omaha. They got to go beat Notre Dame. And I think it's going to be a fun series. I think Tennessee wins it, um, but I, I don't think it's going to be easy at all. Yeah. Wes Rucker here on – Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. West, thank you so much. And uh, hey, you know, go rock some Hank. Whether it's junior or rock, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I might, I might try to do a tiny bit of yard work here, so I might put them on the old. There you go. I'll go out there. So we'll it, it'll get you fired up. I tell you, West. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We appreciate it. All right. When we come back, it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday, the weirdest and wildest news from across the world coming your way right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 
or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Time. Now for the weirdest and wildest news from across the world, folks. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. The two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River, myself and Mo Patton. J.P. Plant takes his trek to Lawrenceburg, so he's not that zany. Well, once I cross the county line... Things can get a little. The, the zany kicks in. Zany you never, kicks you in. never know. You never know when you when you hit uh, top of uh, Rockdale Hill and uh, Summertown. You know it's uh, it can get a little little haywire. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about Florida man. There we go. All right, leading off with Florida man. Yeah, strong water. Timothy. Jones, 59 years old, spent the last eight years of his life serving time in Orange County for armed bank robbery and carjacking. Okay. Now, so what did he do when he got out? He got his, you know, he went and tried to get his life together, right? Wrong. Didn't have a ride, so he went and tried to steal another car? No, he... He either stole a car or he robbed a bank. What? One? Which yeah. one? Both. <laughs> <laughs> one day later, after being released from, from jail, he decided, you know what? It worked so well the last time. We'll try it again. Walked into a true... I, I know what I did wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can fix this. I've had eight years to, to think, think about, about it. it. Right. So, therefore, at 9.55 a.m., on June 2nd, he walked into a Truist bank, demanded $150,000. I want $150,000. Hmm. All right, he's yeah. <laughs> In $150 bills, so, you know, count them out. <laughs> if he did not receive the money, he would shoot the banker in the head. Investigators say he then stole a Toyota Camry. Florida Tag DVST 26 and got away. Mm. They are looking for him. So, whatever he figured out in them eight years, 
he said, you know what? I got this. I, I, well, I guess he got his so, $150,000. So he figured far, out how to not get caught. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah. he might have figured it out because... This was on June 2nd? This was on June 2nd. Mm, and that was I, Thursday. Let's, let's see if he has been apprehended, apprehended to this point. Um, deputies are still looking for him. Folks, he got away. Well done, Timothy Jones. <laughs> hey, look, you got to give the man his props. Figured it out. He figured it out. Mm. So there you go. But if you do see Timothy, mm. uh, you know, give Orange Orange County Sheriff's a call. Well, give him a wide berth because yeah. he would be considered armed and dangerous, I would think, if he was threatening to shoot folks in the head. So. Yeah. Um, well, don't he, think he'll still be in the Toyota Camry, by the way. No, 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 no. no. Just don't, don't just don't do the don't do what the whites did and buy a bunch of cars and use up all the money you saved up all the over the time. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We'll stay in Florida because Timothy got his hundred and fifty thousand and left. In Polk County, the Polk County Sheriff's Office, which is a story in and of itself. Is that where they have Polk salad? It's not Polk salad. It's, first of all, uh, I had this conversation on Twitter the other day. It's not poke. poke. No, it's poke. poke. Like poke. poke. Yeah. And it's salad. Salad. S A L A T. Any. Yeah. Yeah. There's a T. It's not it's not a salad. Not salad. Anyway. Not poke. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> poke County sheriffs are looking for two burglary suspects who broke into a Lakeland carpet store and stole a very heavy safe. According to investigators, just after 3 a.m., one of the suspects smashed the front glass door of Ronnie's carpet in Lakeland. Ronnie's. Of course, it's just Ronnie's. Mm -hmm. Ronnie's carpet down here in Lakeland. Y'all come get you some, all right? They broke it with a crowbar, entered the store, and went went looking for the safe. The suspect can be seen on camera struggling with the beast, but he finally flips it over and is able to push it to the door. A second suspect can be seen trying to push the safe across. This is another... Friday reference, right? Wasn't it Friday that they, the other Friday that there was? It was an ATM, wasn't it? Yeah, Not they were trying safe, to get the ATM. Yeah. yeah, but this is the same thing, right? <laughs> anyway, so they're 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 pushing the safe across the parking lot toward a car. They get the they get the safe into the car and they take off. Heartland Crime Stoppers in a social media post quote. We would have loved to have seen their faces when they opened it if they oh. managed to do that and saw there was nothing inside. <laughs> They stole a safe. They stole a safe. <laughs> that is what they got. <laughs> this. Well, here's the thing. If they hook up with Timothy Jones, at least they'll have somewhere to store his 150000 <laughs> While they're all in jail. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Oh, man. Hmm. That is phenomenal. I don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all come back with us on uh, Thursday. We have Tyler Palmatier and a guest to be named later for Coach's Corner. For Coach's Corner. So we'll uh, look forward to it. We'll have plenty to talk about. We'll talk a little college Women's College World Series uh, after tonight's Game 1. We may talk a little NBA just a tad because we've got Landon Seekers coming on Friday to tell us about all the good stuff. Uh, so plenty to get to. The rest of the week, looking forward to it. Two o'clock here on 
Main Street Sports today. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. For JP and Mo, I'm Chris saying have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.